Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everybody. I'm Kendra, and this is the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. This month, we're focusing on routine, those things we do most every day that help us get stuff done, feel like a person, and not lose our minds. You're listening to the first episode in that series, The Lazy Genius Morning Routine. A morning routine is pretty obvious. It's a collection of pre-made choices you do most every morning. So in this episode, we'll go through why a morning routine is worth building, what yours might look like, how to create it, and I'll share at the end a quick overview of what my current morning routine is. So let's begin with why a morning routine is worth building. You actually already have a morning routine. It might be tangible, like you wake up, start the coffee, check your email, get out cereal for breakfast, any number of things. Or if you're thinking, my mornings are never the same, I always feel like I'm playing catch up. Guess what? You have a mental morning routine. It's possible you're saying the same messages to yourself every morning, like, I'll never get the kids to school on time. I'll never be able to drink hot coffee when it's actually ready. Why am I always rushed in the morning? That kind of thing. You might have kind of a regular script that you don't realize is in your brain affecting how you move through the morning. So no matter where you are in this morning routine business, you likely already have some form of repetition in your morning, whether it's played out by your physical choices or all happening on the inside. So if that's the case, if we already have something that's happening repeatedly, why not make an exchange? Let's trade those crazy thoughts and hurried mornings for something you intend, something that makes you feel like you're not losing your mind. It's possible that right now you're thinking of a woman who wakes up at 5 a.m., spends a long time reading the Bible, drinks hot coffee, speaks to her children with a beautifully patient voice, and you're already out, right? The idealism can sometimes feel fake, like uh, those people are flaunting their discipline in your face. In this moment, we're going to extend a lot of grace. We've talked about this in other areas, our weight, our homes. Um, I'll link to a couple of those podcast episodes in the show notes. But when people are doing well, when they seem to have what we think we should have, we feel inadequate. And sometimes we even take out that inadequacy in the form of anger and rejection. We, I, we roll our eyes at that person um, towards the woman who wakes up at 5 a.m. and seems to have it all together, right? We get a little bit wonky. I am always, always saddened by the fact that, especially among women, if we are not rushed, frustrated, in a perpetual state of trying harder, we're somehow um, self-righteous and snobby and not authentic, Somebody who wakes up at 5 a.m. and has a quiet time and preps dinner before breakfast and works out before anyone else is awake must be fake. They can't possibly be a real person. 
And I want us to collectively debunk that attitude. Okay. We, I'm talking to myself here too. We shame people for living in a way that makes them feel grounded and alive because we are embarrassed and ashamed that we can't seem to get it together. So the people that are seemingly together, they must be fake. Can we stop thinking that? Because there's a really good chance that after listening to this episode and the others that are coming this month, and especially, especially you guys, after reading our foundational blog post that I'll link to in the show notes called The Universal Path to Life-Giving Routine, it's possible that after taking in these concepts and asking yourself these questions and building life-giving routines that you actually feel grounded, you might actually start feeling less rushed in the morning. You might go through the day and not feel the need to hash out all the ways you're tired with your mom friends. Now, I'm not saying, hear me, hear me loud and clear. I am not saying that having conversations about how tired we are, about how hard it is sometimes to be a person, that those conversations are bad. No. And you should share them. Community is essential. And being honest with how you're doing is also essential. But we also need to leave room for people whose honesty looks different than ours. Don't immediately doubt the authenticity of a woman who seems to have it all together. We've swung so far to the side of everyone is a mess and we all need to be a mess in order to count. We've said that about our bodies and about how clean our homes are. If somebody comes over and our house is actually picked up and maybe even a little bit shiny, we feel like we have to apologize. But usually it's such a mess. You know, we've moved far from perfection being a badge of honor. And man, oh man, am I glad for that. But we've moved too far, I think, sometimes to a place where anything that resembles perfection doesn't count, that it isn't real. And you guys, in this series, I think you're going to discover ways to feel grounded and alive and patient and less frantic. I think at the end of this month, you're going to feel a little better in the mornings, a little better when it comes to how you're moving your body, how you're keeping your home, how you get dinner on the table. You're going to find relief and life in the beginning stages of these routines. Don't for a second start shaming yourself or others. Don't start apologizing for how messy emotionally um, and like how clean your floor is. Like don't start apologizing for the lack of mess. Can you imagine a world where we as women are fully alive in who we are? That we confidently start the day in a way that makes um, the rest of the day have life that we take initiative in our own stories and move into the lives of others with a greater sense of purpose and identity. I realize we're just talking about morning routines and maybe I'm getting a little carried away, but I think they're all connected. And if we continue this conversation without the perspective of grace for women who are harried and for women who don't seem to be, we're going to keep spinning the same wheels and end up in the same place. I want us to collectively change the conversation around what it means to create routine, to be purposeful in how we live our lives. It doesn't make sense um, to make anyone feel better or worse or assign value to them that makes them better or worse by that. I've said it so many times, like this is not binary. Regularly living out a life-giving morning routine doesn't make you better or worse than someone who hits the snooze button five times. If you hit the snooze button five times, you matter just as much. There's no arbitrary value in these choices. 
They are simply tools to help us identify who we are, what matters to us, and how we can actively bring those things to the surface so they positively impact our lives and the lives of the people around us. So that's my my routine soapbox, kind of. Um, and honestly, I didn't really anticipate uh, starting things out that way, but it's really important to remember that this this stuff is not prescriptive. It's not better or less than. We are just people trying to survive, right? And if we begin moving from surviving to feeling like our feet are more um, on more solid ground on a more regular basis, that is great. Do it, man. We don't have to feel crazy in order to be real. We don't have to feel crazy in order to be real. Okay, so let's get into some specifics. The way I think of a morning routine is kindly opening the day with the purpose of gradually increasing my productive energy. Let me say that again. A a morning routine is kindly opening the day with the purpose of gradually increasing my productive energy. We all know what happens when we wake up at the same time as everybody else in the house and we have a million things to do right away. It is not gradual, is it? We are kind of thrust into productivity and getting the coffee going and making breakfast and lunches and finding missing shoes and keys and showering and like actually putting clothes on our bodies that we didn't sleep in. It's like a lot of things all at once. And no one is dismissing that. I'm not dismissing that. But I think we all have also experienced those same mornings, like the circumstances haven't changed at all. We have to do all the same things. But when we're more gradual in our movement towards that productivity, it goes better. Um, we're more calm. It's like our vision's better. We, um, we're just not defaulting to feeling stressed out. So a morning routine, it kind of gives your brain like a gentle power up. My kids are really into Mario right now. So like all my analogies have to do with like Odyssey. So, <laughs> um, you're like, your mind, your body, your soul, you're telling those things that it's a new day. You're being gradual. Like we have stuff to do guys, but we can kindly open the day, which really affects the rest of the day. And this might sound a little weird, but I think that a morning routine helps you feel like yourself. So you're not, um, frantically searching for yourself throughout the day. This is true of every woman, whether you have kids or a job or neither or both. Sometimes we can't find ourselves. We're in a posture of questioning where we fit in the room, in the group. Um, Strong women are often an anomaly, and that's really sad. We're often thinking about what people need from us, how they are evaluating us, how we measure up or we don't measure up. What a gift that a simple morning routine can help remind us who we most deeply are, which allows us to begin the day carrying that truth rather than searching for it as we get busier and more tired. I want that for you. I want you to start the day abiding in the deepest truth of who you are, why you're here, what beautiful things you have to offer the world. A morning routine isn't about being a robot and checking off a huge chunk of your list before anyone else wakes up and then giving yourself a pat on the back for it. It's about recognizing what you need to gradually increase your energy the energy of who you are and what you uniquely as a person get to carry into the day. It is a beautiful gift that you can give yourself. So let's do it. 
let's do this. Let's start the ball rolling on what this looks like practically. I've done a lot of preaching. Now let's get practical. Okay. So what do you want your morning routine to look like? What makes you feel most like a person? Um, this is honestly such an act of self-care. You're choosing something on purpose that provides care for your body and your soul. So what does that look like for you? Everyone is different. Do you need to be alone? Do you need to uh, brain dump into a journal or to another person? Do you need to move? Do you need to move your body? Do you need to be still? Does it help to know what's coming that day? Or is it better to sit in the present and not actively think about productivity right away? It's honestly going to be so different for everyone. But asking yourself these questions really helps. What is your ideal morning? And let's be clear that it's like a regular morning. I mean, my, like my ideal morning is I wake up like in an oceanfront beach house with nothing to do and nowhere to go and no one needing me, but that is not real life. So, um, what's your real life ideal morning? Create the whole scene, the smells, the sounds, the tastes, the temperature of your coffee. (laughs) Let's try to keep that ideal too. Like who's around and who's not, what you're saying to yourself, how you feel physically, I noticed a while back that if I walked into the kitchen without washing my face first, I felt gross. Like, um, like it kind of just changed my whole perspective on how I felt physically. Very strange. So part of my ideal morning is washing my face before I leave my bedroom. The things that come to mind for you, um, they might feel a little silly like that too, but they're not, they're not silly. They're really important. Don't dismiss what does indeed matter. Nobody has to know, you know, like nobody has to know well, you know now that I need to wash my face in the morning to feel like a person, but this is your morning routine. You just do what you need. You do what you need. Okay. But you also might be thinking about all those ideal things and how none of them are happening right now and that there's no way you're going to make this routine happen. It's like too much. It's too hard. So you might as well just stick with the way it is right now. All right. I have five words for you. Five, five, one step at a time one step at a time. In the blog post I mentioned, the um, the universal path to life-giving routine, I share some reasons why routine matters. And some of those reasons aren't on the regular laundry list of why routine is good. And one of those is that small steps have more impact than big ones. Like scientifically, when you start with the tiniest, most um, seemingly inconsequential step, you're more likely to get to the place you want. So if your options are to continue with the morning you currently have, this episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. 
Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy, and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps, and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is True Accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Or to add one tiny, tiny, tiny step towards your ideal morning. Don't you think it's worth taking this small step? Like, what have you got to lose? You know? So how do you do that? Maybe you mentally made a list of what happens in your ideal morning. Maybe you should actually pause this episode and quickly write some of those things down. Okay. So now what you're going to do is you're going to choose one thing on that list to be the first brick in your morning routine foundation. Okay. You're going to take that one small step every morning until you're naturally ready to add another. And you'll know, you'll know when it's time, you'll know when you're ready. Routines are buildable. I talk about that in the blog post. Each small step leads to the next one. It might feel slow and even silly and that it's not making any difference, but it is. It really is. Um, I shared this in that post. I really hope you go read the post, Um, but I will quickly share this little story here. So I've always wanted to start the day with yoga. 
I, I just want to be the kind of person who wakes up early and does half an hour of yoga every day to start my day. Um, so I was like, I'll just start doing that. I'll just get up and do half an hour and everything will be great. Except it was not great, right? It was not great. Have you ever committed to a workout routine and flamed out? If you said no, you are lying. We have all done it. And the reason we've all done it is because we started too big. We flame out because we start too big. So late last year, I committed to doing one downward facing dog a day. Just that one pose one time. That's it. It was too small to not do, right? And that is the huge key in all this. Your first routine brick has to be so small that you can't not do it. And if you have anxiety about doing your small step every day, then your step is too big. I just said I would do one down dog a day. That's ridiculous. Like what good does that do? It does no good. Except it does. Because guess what happened? I took that first small step. I did a down dog every day for like three months. Then I started holding it longer. Then I started doing a full round of uh, sun salutations. Sun salutation? Is that, a, some, is that something you pluralize? I don't really know. Um, but I would do one flow. And that takes literally less than one minute. Like still. I mean, four months in and I'm still a minute every morning in yoga. Uh, but then I started doing like two flows and then three. Now, I, I'm at a point now, I'm still building one tiny step at a time. But now I start every morning, you guys, every morning with about 10 minutes of yoga. Um, I'll explain the domino effect of that in just a minute. But that tiny, small step actually made a huge difference because small steps that seem so small, they're stupid, are really the only step that truly moves you down a path that matters. It is the only way. I mean, it really is. Like you, you may be that unique person who can make um, a big commitment to something and follow through with it with the right accountability and situation and all of that. But for most of us, for most of you listening, that's just not a thing. You've tried it and it doesn't work. So what's your small step? Look at your list that you have in your head or on your paper. Choose the one thing that feels like it would make the biggest difference um, to start in kind of helping you feel like yourself and gradually increasing your productivity energy, your productive energy every day. And then do one small step. It could be that one thing um, that you do pick is too big to start and you need to start smaller than that. Okay, so let's say, for an example, let's say you want to meditate every morning for 10 minutes. Meditate for one, one minute. That's it. You can fit in one minute and that one minute will grow to two and then five and then 10 and then you'll start to add the other pieces. And you guys, it happens way quicker than you think. This is a good time. Um, this is a good time to finish up with my morning routine. Let's just go ahead and do that. Okay. So, um, a few months ago, my morning routine was a little bit scattered. I always tried to get up like 15 or 30 minutes before my kids just to have some quiet and I would unload the dishwasher or start making lunches or maybe I'd read a prayer or make coffee. There wasn't really any regularity to what I did, except that I usually just got up a little bit earlier. Um, And that was a few months ago and that was fine. I mean, that was fine. Like that was my small step was really just getting up earlier. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but that's kind of what I was doing. And so I still, but I still felt rushed, right? Like I couldn't quite get on top of everything that needed doing, but you know, you do what you got to do, right? But that one tiny step of down dog every day, I told you about adding that here, here's what happened to my morning routine, all the domino effects that came from that. So 
my boys, they have those alarms that light up when they're allowed to get out of bed because my kids wake up earlier than I want them to. So they cannot get out of bed until the green light comes on. That's what we say. When can you get out of bed? When my green light comes on, which happens at 636 every morning. So I try to be up by 6 a.m., but 530 is ideal. And since my daughter still seems to wake up around 515 because she's kicked off her blanket and it's cold, I'm usually up because I have to go put her blanket on her. Um, and I think also my body's kind of gotten used to getting up in the mid fives and assuming that I didn't go to bed super late, the mid fives actually feel really good for me. Now it's not for everybody. This isn't a rule. This is just what works for me. So I get up around, around 530, sometimes 545. I wash my face. Of course I put on my glasses and my slippers and I go into the living. I totally wear slippers. You guys, if you're not wearing slippers in your house, you are missing out. Um, I go to my living room where I do my yoga, which is about 10 minutes. I meditate for right now about five minutes, but I've been adding to that like a little, um, at a time working up because meditation is, it is the worst, but it is also the best for recognizing stillness. Um, it helps my brain. It helps my thought life. It's just, it's a real, it's been a really important practice for me. So I'm adding to that like at a tiny, tiny bits, but I'm right around five minutes right now. Then I read my Bible for a few minutes or I just mull over a single verse while I start my coffee. I read a prayer from the Diary of Private Prayer, which I love. It um, it has a morning and an evening prayer for 31 days. So you just repeat them every month. And I love that. And then I put on a morning playlist of music that I created on purpose. And it helps kind of ground me while I finish packing lunches that I started the night before. I finish unloading the dishwasher. If I didn't finish that the night before. I get out stuff for breakfast. And by this time, it's usually around 645 and I hear my boys opening and closing their drawers and they're getting dressed for the day. So all of that, it all can happen if I wake up at six. Um, and if I do happen to get up earlier, sometimes there's time to like look at my to-do list for the day or even put together an Instagram post or edit a blog post or something work-related. Like I might get 20 minutes in front of the computer to work. Not always, but if there's time, I do like to do that. But that, the point is that gradual movement towards my own unique productive energy. It makes the entire day better. I'm more patient if my boys are fighting over who gets the last muffin, which happens often. I'm not as annoyed if my daughter who often sleeps until like eight, like if she wakes up at seven, that positive energy, it spills over into motivation to chop an onion for dinner or make a quick marinade for the chicken that I'm going to buy later that afternoon at the store. You know, like I don't, I don't feel guilty listening to podcasts or music because my movement has been kind and gradual and the messages that I am telling myself are much more gracious. I'm not, I'm not mad at myself for always being behind or never getting enough done or never being enough for anyone or whatever. Like all that, it, it just matters that that routine matters. It makes a huge difference in my day. And you guys, again, that all started just a few months ago doing one down dog a day. You might not have the morning routine you want um, tomorrow. It might not happen tomorrow. But if you positively begin with a like the craziest small, small step, you might be surprised how your morning routine will begin shaping itself quickly. Four months, six months, um, like in many ways, it's really nothing, right? It's, it's kind of a blip. And considering the alternative, like it's just staying where we are, I'm super willing to do one tiny step at a time to get to this place four, six, 12 months later. 
I'm not saying that there's a magic time frame or like if you don't have a morning routine built up in four months and you're doing it wrong, that's not true at all. This is just kind of my perspective on how it happens. But the point is that routine is buildable and small steps are better than big ones. So to recap, a morning routine is kindly opening the day to increase your productive energy gradually, right? Which helps you feel rooted in who you truly are. So decide on your real life ideal morning, pick one thing from that list and pick one small step that is too small to ignore and start doing it. And if you need a reminder, you can set an alarm on your phone. You can put a note on your mirror. If your small step is to drink a cup of hot coffee alone, put the mug on the counter the night before. Set visual reminders. I have, um, I have a download from a, a blog post I wrote last year that you can get um, in your inbox, like right away if you want. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but it's um, 30 Days of Small Steps is the, is the free download that you can get emailed to you. And it's a card with 30 circles. It's super simple. It's a card with 30 circles that you can fill in to mark your daily small step. And it's surprisingly fulfilling to color in those circles. That could be your visual. That could be the visual that you need to kind of mark this and remind it for, to remind yourself. So you can find that and all the other things we talked about in the show notes, um, which you can access at the lazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash morning. I am so excited for you about this. This is really exciting stuff. And we are going to keep talking about routines all April. So I seriously can't wait. And I really hope that these conversations are a gift and encourage you toward a life more rooted in who you truly are. That's really the ultimate goal here. Okay. So before we go, let's do our lazy genius tip of the week. This is going to sound weird, um, but it's also pretty great. So most of you probably drink coffee every morning. If you don't, this will be nothing to you. And I'm so sorry. But for those of you who do drink coffee every morning, unless you have one of those pod coffee makers, I guess this doesn't apply to pod coffee people, but you always end up with coffee grounds, right? Before you dump them out of your drip maker or your French press or whatever you use, take a pinch of those coffee grounds, those used coffee grounds, put, a, um, put them in your hand, put a pinch in your hand, pump a little hand soap into those grounds, and then wash your hands. You just created an exfoliating hand scrub that will make your skin feel like silk and it will smell like coffee, which is a lovely thing. I had a, uh, I had a coconut scented soap for a while. And that in combination with the coffee grounds, stop it. It was like, it was so good. Um, but it's not really about the scent. It's about creating like a little free skincare routine every time you dump your coffee grounds. Use a pinch and take your time, um, the time that you would already use to wash your hands and just use those coffee grounds. I mean, like you're exfoliating your hands and like your upper arms just a little bit every day. And like that is, it's surprisingly delightful. It's like this little two seconds of pampering that you're already doing because you're already washing your hands. And you're just throwing the coffee grounds in the trash. So I know it's weird, but it's also awesome. And I hope that you try it. Okay. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please um, consider passing this episode along to a friend or a neighbor or a sister. I want so desperately to see us women collectively encourage growth in who we are and help each other to do life in a way that moves us, that gives priority to what matters and helps us just live regular life in a way that doesn't deplete every ounce of energy. So if you use, uh, if you use the overcast app, um, and I think 
I think the Apple Podcast app does this too. I don't, I don't know about Android apps, um, but there's a way to click share where you can text or send an episode link over to, over Twitter to someone um, who you think might enjoy it, or you can text the link or email it or something like that. So um, a lot of you, I'm so grateful for those of you who already do that on such a regular basis. Um, and there are more lazy geniuses because of you. And don't we want everyone to live this way? Like for real, I want everyone to be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. That world would be a lovely place. So thank you for helping grow it by sharing these episodes. It means the world. Like literally, it's just the best. I appreciate you so much. So until next week, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'll see you next week. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's Cold K-Cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.